so much of my life is New York. The people, the events, the opportunities. And if you take that out, I'm like, oh, I don't know what I would do. New York is like such a part of me. Welcome back to NYC Local Guides. I am your host, Jennifer O'Brien, and I interview New Yorkers from creatives to CEOs and everyone in between. For more NYC resources like ebooks and videos, visit nyclocalguides.com. If you've ever wondered what it takes to be a New Yorker or just want to hear some crazy stories, keep listening. This is a Brooklyn-bound 2 express train. The next stop is... Laura came to New York City to attend FIT and became one of the OG bloggers and beauty influencers before that was even a thing. She's lived in New York City for 18 years. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. And tell me more. Where did you originally come from? To How did your journey end up in New York? So uh, from, to make a very long story short, I started, I grew up in Belmont, Massachusetts, right outside of Boston, came to New York to go to FIT. I was an international trade and marketing major. And at that time, I really thought I wanted to be like a snowboarder and work for like Burton and Roxy and I did some internships um, with more lifestyle type fashion brands but when I graduated uh, a friend of mine was interning at NARS and got a job there and they had an opening in international and that is where my beauty experience life came came about so from NARS I went over to Juralique to do their be their U.S. marketing manager and at that time there was like a little bit of a shift in digital. Like I was in conventional marketing, you know, print, and you were starting to just like listen to conversations online from people. We didn't have beauty bloggers, which is hilarious, let yes. alone like beauty influencers and Instagram didn't exist. So, you know, but it was really, people were live journaling, so that did exist. And people were writing on Facebook things like, oh, I love this product, and we'd send them samples. And they, we, we kind of built a lot of brand loyalty. And it was an interesting time of, like I said, just listening to people's conversations online. So I realized pretty quickly digital was something I wanted to explore and learn a little bit more about. So I started a blog super casually. And I always joke that like, you know, over 10 years ago, there wasn't enough good information on the internet, especially when it came to beauty. And now there's like too much. And I think that's like across all platforms. It is so funny how much things change in a decade. And from Jerlake, um, I actually went to Kiehl's and consulted and launched their social media. I was at Avon Mark for a little bit um, as well. So it was really kind of this fun time for me because I was exploring online. I had all these great resources from amazing makeup artists to, you know, fashion weeks we did with NARS to all the great things we did with Jerleek and Kiehl's and everything in between. So I was really learning about products, doing a ton of trainings, trying everything. All my friends worked in beauty. So the blog, especially back then, was this just like passion project. You were not going to make money off of it. Um, you were, it was not going to be a career. It's actually still funny to me how much things have shifted. And But pretty quickly on, brands started to notice, and it was kind of the rise of the first era of beauty bloggers and people were very or brands especially were starting to invite us to events so for me it was going to be like a resume builder I was like oh you know I always joke I met Franz Fonars more times as an influencer blogger than I did working for his company for two years That's so funny. you meet yeah. like the presence of companies across the board so it kind of gave me this really high track access to celebrities to makeup founders to beauty founders, fashion people, blah, blah, blah. So that's just was something I was like, this will be a fun hobby as I am, you know, looking for jobs in the future, networking. And the world just completely shifted over 10 years. And I went from, you know, 
consulting at brands to doing the blog, doing the blog full time, then launching an accessories line and launching a beauty charity and launching all kinds of other things and working with some of my amazing friends and talent I kind of met along the way. So, and now I actually work with New Beauty Magazine, which is very exciting. Yes. Do some TV stuff um, with Sunglass Hut specifically and then segments and beauty, fashion, lifestyle. So I kind of do a lot of things. And I think that one thing I really try to encourage is, you know, you have, you know, your internship, then you become an assistant, a manager, a VP, blah, blah, blah. There's steps. And with influencing in general, I mean, minus following growth, there really isn't levels. So I always like to say, as you hit different like levels of your career, it is important to expand. I think some of the most successful business people have kind of launched a line or done something a little bit or done collaborations with other founders or things that kind of elevated their brand to kind of one stand out because it's so hard right now and two um yeah it's just another way to grow your business and kind of enter into the entrepreneurship so every year it might sound like a lot of things i do but i really add them in as i'm ready to add them in or once something's a well-oiled machine i'll start another company or i'll look at ways or voids in the market too yeah um because i came from this world of you know even starting a blog before it was a thing i think i'm always looking for like what's missing in the industry same thing when i launched my line of camera straps slash water bottle straps i was like this doesn't exist in a chic way i go to events there's nothing i can use and people are always like what else are you gonna add what else are you gonna add i'm like if it's being done well I don't feel like I need to do something. Whereas when you see something that's missing, and I think oftentimes it's so inherent that we're like, oh, I love the way these people's pictures look. I want mine to look like that. And then you do that, which is great, but then it becomes a little redundant. So when you kind of search for voids, that's where I found for me the most success and just going for what my person to the left and right, because I think I'd be like obsolete by now if I did. (laughs) I love that. No, that's such good advice. So do you feel like this is a good city for creatives? This is the best city for creatives. I mean, you definitely have to work so hard, but you can get the reward out of it. I mean, I can do 12 things in a day. No other city. I mean, LA kind of come close to certain things, but in New York, the amount of opportunity, the amount of people you can meet, the amount of just generosity um, when you really put in the time and work is just incredible. That's awesome. And so you've lived here for 18 years. Do you consider yourself a New Yorker? I mean, they say, I think at like the 10 year mark it is, and it's more than half my life. So yes, yes, I do consider myself a New Yorker. That's so awesome. So what do you think, how do you define a New Yorker? I no, mean, no wrong answer. I, yeah, I think it's more of a feeling than an actual like time. I mean, it's I snowing. It's like every five seconds when you're stopped in the subway, which way do I go for this? I can tell you how to get anywhere. Um, you know, it's the amount of people I know. It's the networking. It's the neighborhoods I love. It's just such a part of me. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, yeah, defined by all those things. The way you dress, like whenever, you know, when you're in New York, you can do anything. Yes, absolutely. As you're wearing multiple patterns and colors, oh, yeah. I love it so much. So you mentioned networking. You have your own meetups and things like that. How does that tie into your, you know, identity in New York and your, your business? So I've always thought, like, I guess because I come from like a different generation of influencer, you know, when I was at NARS, I was invited to things and, cool, you know, I met all these cool people and it wasn't like, oh, you're cool because of your following. Yeah, sometimes you were cool because of some cool job you had or certain things, but influence for me has never really been just strictly 
like I could have no followers tomorrow and I still think I would be highly influential from being able to do half the things I do, the favors I can call in and vice versa. And a big part of that is community building for me. So when you get to spend time with people, that's when you really, especially because right now we have so many text, DMs, email, you know, you just sometimes can't even get back to everybody or you don't even know which platform they reach out to. But when you have face-to-face time, that is your time to really explain something, whether it be how can we collaborate or just talk about what you're doing. And that gives you this opportunity that if you just wrote like a long email or text, it might get missed or misfiled. And also sometimes, you know, I'll have somebody who wants to reach or work with another influencer or work with, you know, somebody I work with or whatever it is. They just want to have a connection to somebody. And when you put them together in a room, it's so much easier than this like ambiguous email or quick DM or whatever. So I try to really bring that. And that's a big part of my brand. And also you always believe you should have a better life online, offline than online. And I think we're less lonely. New York is a lonely place for a lot of people, but it doesn't have to be. We're the most, we're so saturated. Like we should have people all around us all the time. If that's what we want. I love to be alone. So it's not always what I love, but when I do, I want to really bring good people together. And I also think we rise together. Um, so I really try to curate a room. I don't like, I mean, it's hard cause I want everybody to come to everything, but I'm like, no 20 to 30 people. If it starts to get too much bigger, people don't get to really meet each other. And you know, always people can bring a friend or whatnot. But the whole point is that like, if I like you, you're going to like each other and you're going to be nice and you're going to be accepting and you're not going to have a bad time. So that's what I try to really bring into that community. And I love when people all of a sudden like hit me up and they're like, oh, I met this person. Now we're doing a TV segment together. Oh, we started this. And it all like originated from my like little event. And it just, it just keeps me going on it. That's awesome. And I also had started out with a marketing background for about five years before I got into my own, doing my own thing. And how did your marketing background and everything sort of build up into giving you the real experience for it? So I think you probably can appreciate this. Um, you know, I, now that I have an accessories line, especially I get pitches from girls, guys, people all the time. And they're like, terrible yes (laughs) I didn't even know like I'd heard this from my PR friends and I'm such a like well-oiled button a machine I've always done things myself I had an agent for like five seconds and like did not work out at all because you know you're always going to look out for yourself in the best way and I think having a marketing background education working for brands it gives you this sort of appreciation of like what are they looking for right how are you both mutually benefiting yourself and that doesn't mean if a brand wants to work with you, you're a total suck up, right? It's like looking at it and being like, listen, I think that this would be a better direction. This is what's going to help your brand. It's going to help my brand. It's going to make us both authentic. It's going to really help us both, you know, elevate each other. And being that confident, because I hear messages from girls all the time. They're like, oh, I don't know how to say this, or I didn't like this product, or I really like this other product, but I didn't want to ask because I was so grateful they asked me. You know, I think that those things shed when you have a met when you have a marketing background because you're coming from a place of business um and also sometimes you know i see girls are like i want this and this and this it's like well why would a brand do that for you like people aren't strategically writing their pitches they're not strategically thinking about both sides because when you work for a brand it's like listen i would love to do x y and z for everybody but that's not how the world works you have to really when a brand is advocating or a pr person's advocating for you you have to give them a reason to whether it's you know how good you are on air and video and showing them a reel of that, whether it's your following and you can prove your return, whether it's just they want to be aligned with people who are inspiring, who do things, who create their own path. I think right now we're, it's just been such a weird world of, you know, 
it's it's like a different type of wild wild west now so i think having the marketing background or just learning how brands work what they like what they think is professional how to present yourself and doing that is so important i like how you say proving your return a lot of people don't do that so how do you recommend for someone who's starting out a lot of people listening here are are starting out their businesses they want to move to new york city any tips for them to make sure that they're building a certain a business of value, a blog of value that's giving back and, and actually getting giving that return on investment to that client. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of different ways. I mean, it can be promo codes. I think that's always a little cheesy. Affiliate yeah, links, you can, see, you can see a lot of back-end things from those. It can be things like people messaging you. Like sometimes when I talk about a brand, you know, I'll get a bunch of DMs, just screenshotting those things. If you get people who are like, oh, I saw this on blah, blah, blah's page. I mean, in the beginning, it's also what you're trying to accomplish, right? A lot of brands will send you free product um, in exchange for like honest reviews and different things. And I think if you just are a good writer and you have a point of view and you can say you don't like something, but you can do it in a really like really constructive way like I loved yes. this packaging but I found it a little heavy or like but the shattered inside I'd love to see this or like yes. you know I was with Fresh yesterday at an event they were there and I love their skincare and they have this one like dual ended mask that I'm obsessed with Ooh. it's some rose one but it's in a jar and I don't love like putting my finger in a jar all the time with skincare just you know your hands can be yeah. dirty and it's also the formula is a little watery and so they've kind of blend into each other and I was like I would love this in like a pump or something else that's yes. like easier to separate sometimes when I scoop I'm like my ratio because it's two different masks and one on each side I'm like it's not always right am I doing this right and you know that's feedback it's not this mask sucks or I didn't like it because of this or I didn't like it because it was expensive it's like you can it wasn't expensive but just you know yeah. when you put facts down and you give people feedback whether they want to take it or not you know it's just your opinion but they respect that and that's what they use to do things like you'll always see brands reformulate or change a pack because people said something about it so i think that's just like an important part of the piece everything else is like you know the other thing is are you influential i think so many people or not, which is okay because you're starting out and you just have to grow that following and you have to give people a reason to follow you. It's yeah. not easy. And I think we all make it seem like, you know, great, now we're gonna have a suit following, everyone's gonna love us, we're gonna sell a million products. And the reality is there is a diminishing return because there's so much going on. So brand awareness, any impressions, insights, you know, analytics you can send to brands, that's helpful. And yeah, again, it's in ratio to the ask. If it's just for free product, they're probably not gonna be going crazy on you. But if you're asking for thousands of dollars, they're probably going to want to know why are we spending this on you? <laughs> Absolutely. That makes total sense. And so you do so many different things. So what terminology, what, what label do you put on it? I, I think we both hate the word influencer. So what do you like to, when someone asks you, what do you do? What do you say? Oh my God, it's so funny. I usually just like ignore it. I'm always like <laughs> stuff. <laughs> no, I'll say entrepreneur. I mean, I'll say I have, it depends on too who I'm talking to. Sometimes the product line is what I put forward. Sometimes it's more the TV work. Sometimes it's more the influencer blog stuff, but I always think it's funny. Sometimes it's talent. Like talent is referred to as usually when you're on air or doing different things. It's not about your or you're the model on set for this campaign. So some talent's nice. I mean, they're all, they're all, I'm like, you can call me whatever you want. And like, <laughs> as long as we're doing cool things is what I always say, but it is harder as you get more and more. I just joined new beauties magazines council and they're like, I can do a bio, but they're like, what would you put your title? And I was like, oh, 
pick a title. <laughs> yeah, that's hard. It's so hard to pick a title. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So you work with a lot of different brands. How do you select which brands you say no to and which ones you say yes to? I mean, I just have to love it. I think yeah. that's so, and I always say I like to swim shallow. Like I've tried everything in my lifetime, I feel like in the last 10 years. So now there are just definitely certain brands. And I think that, you know, I like consistency. I think my readers do too, but I also like to discover new products. I think that's so fun. But there's so much good stuff out there that I try to be really consistent. So yeah, and then I'll look at formulas from skincare. If it's like a random brand, I'm very hesitant unless they do testing or they're like in a store that's reputable who's done testing. Um, you know, and again, with fashion, it's easy. Do you like it or is it ugly? And sometimes half their stuff is ugly, but there's like five things that are amazing. Like, it's so funny. I'm going through this like super authentic, never been paid by and Taylor phase. Whereas I can't find anything in their store ever, but somehow online they have their more fashion forward pieces. And I have so many amazing items. And whenever I say it's Ann Taylor, they're like shocked, but the fits their skinny pant fits me so well. I've now had multiple people buy it and tell me that they fit so well on them. And it's like this shocking thing. And I was telling Taylor, I'm like, you need like a different line that's not called that because that's very associated, not badly, but it's associated with more like casual work wear. And then I'm wearing these like teddy coats and these like leopard shoes and these like super cool things. And whenever I'm like, this is Ann Taylor, they're like, what? I also have so. shoes from there that I love. And it's like, you would never think. And their they're fits heels. are amazing. Yeah, oh, the heels are amazing. Yeah, I definitely amazing. have a pair in my bag Oh my somewhere. gosh, that's but awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my point. It's like, yeah. you don't have to pick things that are necessarily like, okay, Lara, you're rocker edgy. You like urban decay makeup. You like, you know, rag and bone jeans. You, like, you know, you can really diversify your taste and that's okay. But just make sure it is your taste. Absolutely. I think that makes sense to make sure that it is on brand for you. Um, so when you, so in the beauty fashion world here in New York fashion week, things like that, what is that experience like here in New York versus other cities? I don't know if you've seen it in other places. Yeah. I mean, it's night and day. I mean, New York has changed over the last 10 years so much. I've been doing fashion week since, since college when I used to like volunteer and I've done backstage with brands and I do go to a lot of shows. Um, New York is just saturated. It's like, you know, you go backstage, there's a million people, it's chaos, it's fun all the shows are no longer like it used to be Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week. You had it at Bryant Park, then Lincoln Center and Spring Studios technically is down there, but it's kind of more scattered now. Brands are doing their own things. You know, we can watch them online, which has taken a little bit. People are like, why do I want to spend so much time getting ready, running around, especially when it's freezing out? Yes. Um, I mean, I've done Couture Week in Paris, which was like phenomenal. What was that I, like? I mean, beyond. Rodarte and Prenza Schuler showed a few years ago and I got to go with a nail brand, Morgan Taylor. And I mean, it was like being in Versailles. Both transformed you, transported you to another time. We're done in these elaborate, beautiful Parisian spaces. Just very special. Yeah. Like it felt like I was coming out of like an Armani movie. Like everything was just like incredible um i've done paris fashion week also paris is great it's you know again the it's very chic like in new york it's a little like thrown together sometimes some brands are elaborate but everything in paris is like immaculate couture week will be a little bit more in terms of the venues and it's less shows so i think they're very elevated but paris you see all different types and backstages are not crowded like here the makeup lead is like the PR person. They put the look together, they do some, then they talk to press slash work and they're all over the place. In Paris, the lead is like on the floor doing makeup and it's phenomenal to watch. There's like 10 people back there. It's the total opposite. Um, Everybody gets dressed up. In New York, it's like a mix, especially for backstage. Beauty editors will just sort of wear whatever. People are on their feet, they're working. Yeah. In Paris, it's like everybody looks 
gorgeous at all times. So yeah, they're very different. Yeah. Yeah. So when you first came to New York, did you have certain stereotypes where they proven right or wrong? I think it was like, you know, when you're like thinking about New York when you're in high school, you're like, oh, it's going to be so edgy and cool and we're going to drink cheap beers and go out all night and go to dance clubs. And, you know, I think all of that like exists in New York for sure. Um, yeah, I guess it's, it is everything you think and more, but it's everything, you know, you want to be artsy, you want to be sophisticated, you want to be whoever you want to be in New York. And honestly, with me, with my style, it changes. Sometimes I want to be preppy. Sometimes I want to be edgy. Sometimes I want to be at polo bar, being fancy, drinking martini. And sometimes I want to be at like a $2 beer joint and a dive bar. And New York has all of that within miles of each other. So yes. it's pretty great. I love it. Um, so did you have any specific experience or moments that you were, you know, just it could be good or bad where you just felt like, oh, wow, like crystallizing moment. This is I feel like a New Yorker. It's official. Um, I guess like a few years in, like my first few years in New York, I like hated it. I don't know why, but I just like every college year, I was like, I just want to come home or go somewhere else. Or I just, I was just over it. And I think I hadn't really opened my mind to all the different types of people that were here, um, in different types of places. And I was so young too. And college is such a specific experience. College is such so a like specific experience. To, yeah. And I think, but then I moved to Williamsburg. I caught awesome. my footing. I met like all these cool people. And I just think I felt like home at one point, you what know. What was Williamsburg like even a couple years ago compared to now? I mean, it wasn't that different now. It just wasn't as saturated. It was cooler. Yeah. It's like second. Yes. Like it was always like popular. It was a little bit more community too. Like you used to play oh. kickball at the park and everybody would like go get drinks and be in the neighborhood and knew every bartender. It was very homey. Um, it was wonderful. And I think it does exist. But now it's like I come on the weekend and I like, can't walk down the sidewalk. And it's hard. I can't imagine. Like I used to walk down the street yeah. and all my neighbors and everyone. And I lived right on North 5th and Bedford in that mini yeah, mall. It's a great so spot. like yeah, I was area. like right in the main drag. Now I'm like, I, you know, and even back then it was hard to get on the subway in the morning. Like it was crowded. Now I'm like, they must have to wait for like 15 different trains, like, and catapult their bodies on. Like it's just insanity now. So I'm grateful I'm not at the Bedford stop because if you're at the Bedford stop, you can't get on the train. I get on the train before them. And once in a while, if it's super busy at rush hour, you do see the trains just like don't even stop. They can't, it doesn't fit. Like I can only, it's just crazy. So that's how it's changed. I see the most, I definitely also became a lot more mainstream. It's always been like artsy, creative, cool. Yeah. But now I think that's like mixed with, you know, there was no luxury buildings out here and, you know, it's just a different audience. It's mixed. It's more mixed now. Where do you think is a new upcoming neighborhood or area? I mean, I live in Long Island City, which is like amazing. It's definitely not Williamsburg. Um, it's super close, but love it. it's so close to the city. It's like, again, it's the same thing as the L. It's a seven train. It's one stop from the yes. city. It's always been a little bit more family and adult for sure. It's interesting because it borders Greenpoint and Greenpoint's definitely still artsy and kind of has that Williamsburg vibe. Yes. Um, but I think it's hard. Like, I think Long Island City makes sense. Dumbo, like all these places that are super close to the city, but not there bushwick has done an amazing job of you know low rent being cool artsy but it's not super close to the city so i think there could be some random area like williamsburg always made sense even though nobody lived here when i did i was like (laughs) of course like i can get to i worked at nars which was in soho i'm like i can be at work in 15 minutes like this is amazing it's only one stop why wouldn't this be amazing and then same thing with you know long island city your one stop but i'm like after that i don't know there's no other super convenient location that's reasonable yeah. because you can go to jersey but even hoboken we they're all like saturated now too yeah it's so. true it's 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 just an overcrowded area yeah um so you have 
I'm sure lived in so many different apartments. Tell me your little bit of your journey of which, like what areas you've lived in and like your favorites, your worst ones, any bad stories? I mean, I mean, you, you always remember yeah. your first like bad, like apartment. My first yes. Williamsburg apartment, I didn't last long. I think I saw like <laughs> a mega cockroach and I was like I'm lose I was like I can't be in this building this yes. is anxiety ah. I, yeah. and then I quickly moved to the like to the one on North 5th and Bedford yep. lived there forever most fantastic building I loved it it was a loft it was super cool the location was great and then I moved to Long Island City loved Long Island City I've moved a few different places within it again it's super convenient at the time um, I actually didn't know what Long Island City was when I moved there even though I'd been to PS1 even though it's yes. like a mile away like for, I was like I thought it was like in Long Island which is like so funny now I was like where is this place um but I got a job at Jurlik which was at the time in Grand Central which is only five minutes Perfect. from Long Island City like one stop on the seven so fast yes. so yeah that was like I was like oh I was like looking for apartments my boyfriend at the time slash Beyonce now Yay. was he was like oh we should move up there and I was like where what and then I did he also did um and I was like oh this is this is really easy this is wonderful and so I just have ever since then stayed that's awesome and Amazon actually talked about having their headquarters there yes are you happy that that's not happening yes yeah that would have been I mean crazy. if it you know you never know but like they weren't gonna pay tax I wish they paid taxes and different things I think it would have oversaturated the seven train I think it would have raised the rent even more I think it would be the next I mean it is the next big area but it's not crowded because it is pricey which is unfortunate um for where it is and you know it's but it's such a great area to live in the water's there so I just think it would have made everything more expensive and the train impossible and yeah. so selfishly I was not upset when they did not go there absolutely I would be too okay are you ready for the lightning round okay yay okay so I'm just gonna say something you say what first comes into your mind okay favorite New York City classic food oh Italian Ooh. okay so like what kind of Italian do you have a favorite dish no, I mean, I love a, like, good carpe pece. Um, I just love really good Italian food. I love sharing. I think you can just, like, it's easy, like, get a bunch of dishes. Yes. Any favorite spots, places that you go? There's a few places in Little Italy. Um, Which ones? Frank's. I always forget their name. It's yeah. like, you know where they are, but you don't know. It's like the yeah. one with the checker table when you go down that yes. street with the light. Like, it's... <laughs> Those are the best places. Those are the best places. Yeah. And awesome. pizza, obviously. Yes. And favorite dessert spot? I'm not a big dessert person. Okay, no worries. I know, I'm sorry. You're okay. People crucify me for this. <laughs> I love dessert. Um, What's your eat? favorite? Okay, so hmm, earlier this morning I filmed best hot chocolate video. Oh. And I, I had so much hot chocolate, it hurts. Uh, but I do I, love a good hot chocolate. In the winter, it's one of the top things. But I think other than that... Yeah. I love a good chocolate chip cookie. Yeah. I guess there are some like lies chocolate within it. Chocolate chip cookies. I did get a good bread pudding cream. the other day from Koi. I do love a good bread chocolate bread Ooh. pudding, vanilla, molten awesome. cake. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm lying. Maybe I do like dessert and I just don't know it. I think everyone does. It's okay. <laughs> You're forgiven. Um, most expensive thing you've ever eaten here? Um, I've been to Per Se. So what was it I've like? Was it worth it? I mean, yes. I mean, it was an ex elevated, incredible experience. And they let us go and see the kitchen. Definitely, if you're spending that kind of money, go see the gas to like do a tour, soak it up, 
So for um, perspective for people who are listening, tell us more about this spot. Like what rain price range are we talking? I think it's like, it was actually really funny. I had a friend that really wanted to go and he was very generous in taking me there because I would never spend that kind of money on a meal. Um, yeah. What did we do? So he, it's funny. It, like, I feel like it was something I, oh, I wish I Googled this in advance, but it was something like I, when I called and it's hard to get a reservation, you have to have like a month out. I don't know how I did. Maybe I was being influency, but I got a <laughs> reservation. It was supposed to be for three people my one friend slept through our reservation which i want you to know they make you put down a deposit i like it's somewhere between 200 and a thousand dollars like something crazy you put down what as a deposit if you don't show up for your reservation because it's such in demand that like if they and i'll never forget where i can't even remember the meal because i just remember us sitting there and like texting every new york city friend we had we're like free spot come join us come join us because you have to do it regardless um i mean i think it's like thousand plus yeah maybe multiple I don't like I don't think I could even look I was like oh but you know you're never gonna say no to that yes you gotta do it once and it works out that the the friend was taking you that's perfect (laughs) what was your favorite least expensive meal I mean, Williamsburg Pizza. I'm yes. obsessed with them. Yes. I live there. I mean, I was like actually with my feed the other day or like just looking at my photos. And I was like, I have a lot of pizza photos. And there's no problem with that. No their problem. slices are amazing. They've opened like, I mean, I've been there since the first location. Now they have like five and I just love a good slice of pizza and best meal for three bucks. Amazing. Favorite hidden gem could be anything. Favorite hidden gem. Yeah. Oh, I hate these. I, <laughs> I just put so much thought into everything. Favorite hidden, what's your favorite hidden gem? I need some inspiration because I'm okay. that person who five minutes later, I'm like, wait, wait. Yes, I could go in so many different directions. Yeah. So if we're talking like- so- Time out market, sorry. That's, That's a, a great hidden gem. Yes. Lots of different food options. Yeah. I love food, the plaza downstairs, food hall. No one knows about that. That's the, the plaza best. downstairs. Downstairs. You have to go, You they have entrances on the side of the plaza, but what you have to do is you go through the main lobby because you have to see it. You'll see the restaurant in front of you. Um, you take a left and you'll see the Eloise poster. Then you take the escalator down to the food hall and there's tons of food options. That is a hidden gem. Perfect explanation. I love have? that. Oh my gosh. I'm thinking like, anything like city hall subway station like I I love the history of that Mm. there's like tours of it so I you know signed up and it's like complicated to get the tour and I did it and I loved it so much um I'm about to go into Broadway so something that's related to Broadway a lot of people don't know this but you can take a behind the scenes tour of Wicked for $35 and it's like you get to meet the people you get to see the costumes like I totally geeked out loved it yeah, yeah, I feel like I have a hundred in those. I'm like, oh, I got to go back. And I used to write really good guides about hidden gems. I'm like, why can't I remember them now? This is what happens with age <laughs> when you have too many businesses. No. Your brain doesn't work anymore. Yes, a hundred percent. You've got so much going on. Favorite Broadway show? Ooh, I loved Pretty Woman. I did a thing with them this summer. And Orfe, who I'm now obsessed with and best friends with. and like I'm obsessed with her. her. I love her so much. She's I don't even know her, but I just heard her sing. And I was her and I voice. watched it. And I was like, she's my favorite. Oh, my her God, she's amazing. voice. And her husband, who is also in it. He's Richard Gere's part in Wait, Pretty I didn't realize that I know, I didn't know that. I'm like, I feel really glad that we're friends now and not before seeing that. because or like I met her actually right before. And then I got tickets to the show. Awesome. And and then I found out that was like her husband. I had no idea. And I was like, I'm glad we met before I saw you perform because I would have been too starstruck to be your friend. I her that voice time. stole the show. 100%. She's incredible. So that's probably my favorite. I just had so much fun. I was so excited. I just, yeah, I was smiling the whole time. Yeah. So I'm going to say that. That's a great one. Uh, best place for a walk. I mean, a Central Park, I mean, along the water, any of the, you know, the coves, it's wonderful. Yeah. Favorite building in the skyline. 
building in the Skyler. I mean, I always love the Empire State Building. Chrysler too, it's that sex in the city moment. Yeah. Um, but I have a great view of the Empire State Building from my building and something about every day when I walk home and the street and just look up at it, just like brings me joy. Absolutely. Uh, favorite park, Central Park? Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably Central Park. Okay, favorite b- bridge? Favorite bridge, ooh. I mean, I love the Pulaski Bridge because it connects me yeah. to Brooklyn and it's like a half mile and you get like a nice little walk over. So I kind of enjoy that one because I can do it all the time. So the convenience, but obviously like everyone loves the Brooklyn Bridge. Like yes. that's like so romantic and great. And like, that's more of an experience. Yes, I agree. Favorite museum? Oh, I do love them all. I love the Whitney because of the view I go at sunset and I love just like love that top floor and the windows. That's yeah. like really magical. But you know, I love the Guggenheim. I love them. I mean, they're so different. So I defer. MoMA's amazing. I don't know. All museums. Yeah. yeah. Favorite public piece of art? Public piece of art. Could be street art. Could be anything. Mm, there is some good street art um, downtown. I do love Bradley Theodore. He does these like cool skeletons Ooh, yes, um, I've seen of that. like celebrities and like different mm-hmm. colors from like a Kate Moss to like a Gigi. There's some around Hotel Chantel and Lower East Side. Um, I love when Jeff Koons does his big things. He did a ballerina in Rock Center. They're with limited edition. I'm trying to think of ones that are like more permanent than I see. Yeah, it's hard. Nothing's ever permanent. You yeah, just, like, I'm like, it's there for go years, it. and then all of a sudden it's gone sometimes. Gone. Yeah. Um, favorite subway station? I mean, I want to say your, your, your pick. That sounds yeah. cool. Yeah, no, I, I Subway stations are not glamorous for me. I'm like always in and out. I'm like, there's actually a bunch of pretty ones. I, I What's the yeah. one that just did the flowers 23rd exactly. Street? That was pretty. That's gorgeous. I mean, me? I love Hudson Yards, I guess, because it's so clean. It just like reminds you of what subways must have been like when they opened before, because that's a new subway <gasps> so station. True. So that's kind of like a cool, although everyone hates the escalator because it's so steep. It's so steep and me. scary. But it's um, interesting to see a clean New York yes. City subway station. I agree. That oculus the new q train it's like so so spotless that you're just like where am i i'm not in new york so weird (laughs) yeah it's so funny um do you have a favorite celebrity sighting favorite celebrity sighting i mean this morning i worked out with drew barrymore and i mean i've met her before but i love her um she's like my entrepreneur hero so great sighting of working out with her this morning um yeah i feel like i've had so many in my years again that's when you have to come back to me on yeah no you're good um and it's just i feel like it happens so often in new york that it's just i'm like yeah exactly so many celebrities yeah do you have a favorite neighborhood if you had to pick one you know i mean i love long island city but i do love nolita i think it's still like i probably if i moved back to the city would live there because it's still in the thick of things but not as crowded and i just find there's like great restaurants you're close to Chinatown, Little Italy, Soho. You're just like, it's a little bubble I love. Awesome. Do you have a favorite famous New Yorker? Yeah, Patricia Field. Okay, perfect. I work for her a lot and she's one of my best friends and I love her. She's just, she is the, she's like for me the epitome of like a New Yorker. So what is an epitome, like explain that. Uh, Born and raised in Queens, store in New York. Then she styled Sex and the City and put like every major designer, brand, small brand, big brands on the map. Did such an amazing career here. More movies, Devil Wears Prada, you know, Confessions of a Shopaholic. She's still going and doing shows and she's had stores and she's bought real estate and she sold real estate and she bought home. Like she's just a New Yorker. 
Yeah. You ask her about restaurants. She needs to do this podcast. She's got oh, the best I need suggestions for everything. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Um, so she's like yeah. for me and she's so funny. Like we'll take an Uber and she'll be like, no, go this way. She doesn't like use ways. She just likes to, she likes to drive everywhere. I still in the city. She drives in the city like all the time. Who like, does that? Who That's does so that? funny. So, oh my gosh. Do you have a favorite like, movie or TV show in this that takes place here? I mean, we're always going to love Sex in the City. I agree. Because that's like, I think what taught me so many places and things for New York. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love Younger for that reason, too. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like I'm quoting all Patricia Field affiliated. So that's such a great. <laughs> it's always fun when you see New York in anything. Yeah. What movie was I just watching? And it was fun to see. I'm going to blank. I'm like, you're fine. Next. <laughs> next. Uh, favorite New York City quote. Do you have one? It's it's really general. I, some people are like, I know this. Some people are like, I don't got one. Yeah, it's so funny. I have no yeah. idea. No, you're you're totally. What is it? Fine. What's your favorite? I'm just gonna wrap the Yeah, the one that's um, you're uh, okay. Dave said this, and I totally agree. It's um, you're you Stay you're as much a future. New York. Yes, you're as much a New Yorker in five minutes as you are in five years. Ten. Tim, someone said that. <laughs> really? Okay, yes. that's not mine because I was not in five minutes. In five years, I was. <laughs> but I like it. Yes. No, because <laughs> that's why it always resonates with people. Yeah. Quotes, man. I need to like think about this. No, Big some question. people have like Stopped. a mantra that they that sticks with them or a song or something. But um, yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite dive bar? Um, it used to be local 138, and they moved locations, which I've been to the new one, but it was a little cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't want it to be clean. It was like my favorite, favorite dive bar. I haven't really been to that. I've often like kind of gone. I mean, I love going in Lower East Side and just any dive bar I'm into. I'm a dive bar person. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah, like I, blinking. They all like have left me over the years. We've yeah. all gotten classier. I agree. I also St. Jerome's, is that still open? That was always like jiving. Sure. Yeah. Like, or I meet feel the, like. Meet the parents. Meet the. I was saying meet the parents. Meet the something. <laughs> Um, I feel like another, uh, quote unquote, like badge of like, okay, I'm That's in not New York. I lied. Um, I love home sweet home. Ooh. Home sweet home was my favorite dive bar. It's downstairs. Sometimes it's more dancey. It's super divey. I can't believe it. again. See, I needed a minute home sweet. And actually upstairs from home sweet home is figure 19. It's an art gallery. So you don't notice it and you walk through it and it's like the chicest little bar and it's got champagne on tap but also like taxidermy it's really strange um but it works and it's this like cute little hidden gem figure 19 look it up um, same owner but like there couldn't be a bigger contrast of the two bars awesome. so there you go that's great i really like that um and then favorite free thing to do i mean probably just like things in central park i love just like walking around and being i love being outside yeah favorite expensive thing to do Mm-mm. go to polo bar i don't know those favorite expensive thing to do i guess that. i don't know i don't like to spend money on weird things i don't know oh go go to a broadway show i guess yeah, that would be fun i'm like sorry i have to like worry about it. this take your time I'm like no. what do i spend i mean going out to eat obviously i just tried the new restoration hardware restaurant which was great yes, that I was such to... a nice experience I had a glass of wine um, I need to go. But I'm like, is that, I mean, it's expensive. And I'm like, is yeah. that expensive? It's not per se expensive. Totally but, you know, subjective. Yes. But yeah, going out to eat, I think, is always such a love. Things that are experiences with other people, I think I like to invest in. Yes. And then going back to a second ago, I almost forgot. So if, you know, we consider it as almost like a badge of like, you know, okay, these are the different like things that badges that make you a New Yorker. I feel like one of them would be for a dive bar, like closing your favorite bar closing or someone at the the bacon, egg and cheese place knowing your order. 
Um, yeah. Do you have any other things that you're just like, if, if, if this happens, I know I'm a New Yorker. Oh my gosh. I feel like so many places have come and gone. I mean, I've been here yeah. for 18 years, so it's just totally, totally transformed. Yeah. Even when Patricia Field closed her store, she has a showroom now that was like a big thing in New York because every stylist, celebrity person shopped there. It was such a unique place on the Bowery. The Bowery has changed so much. It's so chic now. And like, you know, back then it was so rough and I was part of it. Um, Lucky Chang's that, you know, the one, the first drag brunch spots. Yeah. So that was so fun. That close. So that was like monumental. I mean, I've seen, I've seen a lot of things go, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Um, did things replace it or how, like, I mean, not always. A yeah. lot of, I mean, there's always like a great new thing, but a lot of things have gotten so gentrified or some yeah. things are like such a trend, you know, like. Uh, Magnolia Bakery, like so big by Sex and City and waiting in line. Like there's all these lines. And I mean, I'm sure they still do a crazy volume, but you know, things change. And it's like little cupcakes. I don't cupcakes. think as much. Yeah, yeah, it's not as much. And yeah. you know, then it's like the age of cookies, the age of, exactly. you know, there's the dessert corona, trends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They all go this. up and down. Like, you know, yes. We go through phases of things. Um, okay. you know, and I think when things become really Instagrammable, people have changed into making things look yes. a certain way or a certain etiquette in restaurants if they're trying to... Absolutely, yeah. which can be good, but I've also seen it, for example, even earlier today, I was at a place that it was just like too much. It was like a gorgeous flower wall, an awesome experience, but then I was just like, oh, like this thing is not as good as it like looks. It yeah. doesn't taste good. Yeah. And I was just, so yeah, that that's unfortunately a big part of it recently. I'm just like, it has to also be good quality. Yeah, a new bar I like those short stories. I think it's really fun. They've done a good job of like looking, considering it's actually started by men. <laughs> they did a good job of making like fem, like looking at the trends of things. And it's like, you know, it's small. It's not a dive bar, but it is small. It's got great food. It's got, it's like snacky food and great drinks and just like a warm vibe in Lori's side. And it's like ladylike and classy and Instagrammable and cool, but not like over the top. It's that good balance. Yeah. So do you have any favorite places to shoot photos? Um, you know, I used to be so much more into that. And now Instagram has just been so challenging. And I feel like I'm now into like really spreading message of like living your life than like creating content for Instagram, which was such a big part yes. of my life pre-algorithm or even up until a few years into it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Williamsburg's amazing. And like you don't see as much of like, let's do it in front of cool walls. Now I like appreciate a good wall. Back then I was like, I got to remember this wall. Yes. You know, I love any, I love Long Island City because you can see the skyline of New York City. So I enjoy that kind of, you know, the high line is beautiful um yeah. you know I totally agree on that trend I feel like originally it's like okay let me get my like nicest dress and like go too far too crazy with yeah. just for one photo and one shot and now I'm just like okay like I'm like I want to be a, a, a real person on Instagram and try to be more down to earth and yeah. I don't have to overproduce and it's kind of nice. Or I shoot from events with like somebody yeah. I'm with or something like I'm not as, I used to be so much more focused yeah. and pay attention and now I'm just like, but I do think like, you know, we always appreciate like when a coffee shop or something has something, a cool angle or thing you can shoot or do something fun. Yes. It can't but, hurt for it to, ha yeah. No, but yeah, now scenery is such a, yeah. So I don't think I do as much. I mean, I love a good cobble road with, you know, the yeah. usual stuff, but yeah. I'm less like inspecting everywhere I go. Yes, I agree. Um, favorite season in New York? I mean, I love spring. Spring and fall because the temperatures are mild. Yes, I You sing some agree. budding, you know, I just enjoy it. No one like, it's, we're so extreme now, like winter's freezing, summer's, you know, too hot. So anything in between where we're not all sticking to each other. I agree. Very true. Um, advice for someone getting a job here? 
network you know we live in such an awesome time i think i love instagram like it's so funny like i don't love a lot of the things and algorithm stuff but like the ability to just direct message somebody i use it completely different i say now but it's such a valuable tool you can do linkedin and all those other things too but there's meetups there is so many options and i think you just again so many things when people talk to me about success and how do i do things it's like you just can't be lazy about it there's so you have to do it all like do it all Direct message people, ask them to coffee, go on your LinkedIn, go talk to your college, just get yourself out there. And if somebody also, I think a really, really important thing is to not take things personally. Like no's are fine. I think too much we're like so in ourselves and our hearts and we're just like, oh, now that means I'm a failure of this. It's like someone's just too busy. Like take it at face value that it's okay, move on. Like don't let things carry or if you didn't get that job, don't let it be, especially if you got to the final rounds. I always tell people like, it's hard. You're in a city with like a gazillion people. A lot of people want this. Usually even too, if you get the interview, they're like, oh, 3,000 people have replied or applied for this on LinkedIn and you're in that round. So that like, go celebrate that and just like try to have your confidence up because I find that so many people are so negative about things. They're like, oh, it's too hard. I couldn't do it. And I tried once and it's like, you know, knows I've gotten in my, I can't even, I don't even think they just like rush past me. I'm like, okay, I'll ask you in a few months. Like, you know, it's not, it's no right now, unless they literally, or they didn't respond. That means something. I'm like, no, they didn't respond. It could mean a hundred things. So make sure that like you try again or try on a different platform. Hey, I tried to get you over this. Just wanted to reaffirm this and put your info there. And if maybe if there'll be something in the future, things have a way of coming back, but don't just like freak out. Yeah, I agree. That's great advice. And in the busy craziness of New York city, how do you kind of have like a work-life balance? Uh, my dog. I mean, I did recently get engaged, but having a dog, like I do love my fiance, but I love my dog. (laughs) Your dog is so adorable. (laughs) My dog has really taught me the importance. Like, you know, there's no, you're never too busy that you're not going to walk your dog twice, at least twice a day with him. I'm like, he's my little prince. I walk him like five times a day, but you have to take care of, he's not like a child or a baby where you're, you know, it's a really demanding part of my life, but it makes me conscious of like, it's actually for me. Like I need to take that walk with him. I need to, when I come home give him five minutes of my attention because he's missed me so so much and he wants to play and that brings me so much joy and gets me out of my head some people it's working out I do love to work out but it's not always like the most feasible thing and as soon as it gets cold or I get lazy or I get busy that's the first thing I'm like make an excuse but I would say he's really just helped me and it's important and also as you do things like I love to help people and do favors but sometimes I'm like I have to prioritize my health my business it doesn't make me a good value to anybody if I'm miserable or I'm off of it so I do prioritize things and sometimes with friends I have to be like listen I have this deadline for this magazine or for this tv like I can't I have to drop everything that is not directly what I need to do to be successful in my job and that can mean not going to brunch with your friends rescheduling something that's reschedulable um and sometimes it's just like listen and I try to really look at my schedule like for instance I've had a really intense 24 hours so it's but I'm done as of seven o'clock I will not make plans I'm gonna go home and spend time with my dog yes and even with fashion week people are like how do you not get crazy I'm like I pretty much just do like an every other day thing and if I need a whole day to decompress like give yourself that time know your body like after, when I used to fly I used to be like get down to LA ready to go now sometimes I'm like that but you know sometimes I'm like nope I'm gonna spend the rest of the day maybe do a workout maybe just chill at the hotel you just need to know your boundaries and what you need to do to prioritize your sleep your health and like enjoyment that is so beautiful thank you and then what advice would you give to someone who's moving here trying to find an apartment sublet 
Oh, yes, that's a great one. Uh, if you can do sublet furnished, don't bring a lot of stuff. It's just a good opportunity, especially like once, two months. That way, if you're miserable, like you're not locked in, it is annoying to keep moving. But like if you have no idea what you're doing, I've known people who have spent way too much money on apartments in areas. I'm like, what? Why? Huh? So For I think year, that's they get my, locked in. yeah, locked in. Ask as many people and just try to like you, even if you have to like lose a little money, like, oh, Okay, like I usually do a two week span with whatever apartments I'm switching. That way I have two weeks to move where you just give yourself a little time um, with all of that. Like save up a little more just so that you're not like, oh no, I got something to the 15th. I got to move on this day. Like finding your home is so important. And especially if you're lucky enough to find it at like the right place or whatever it is, try to just like prioritize that. Yeah, I lived in like five other places around the city before I went to Williamsburg. And when I like made that transition out of Manhattan into Brooklyn, I was just like, okay, I'm going to do sublet like month to month. I can figure out if I like Brooklyn and then I loved it and I did another sublet and then I did a lease. Yeah, a year yeah. is a long time. A year is a, such a long time. And sublets are always cheaper too. Like you're taking over for somebody or doing like, you know, it just gives you a little, because usually they've got it locked in at like a good price. So you yeah. get to come in there and then you can renew or not. Also, you don't have to pay broker fees. So I think that's always, there's some always like these Facebook gypsy house type like group things too. You can try to, and also like obviously certain areas like Williamsburg, it's known for like younger cool kids so you're gonna probably find you know depending on your age range like you want more college student area Bushwick will have that versus some other parts so explore yeah and then uh describe your dream New York City apartment I think you have it yeah I probably would be be, it probably be with like a warehouse again like but just really I love high ceilings I love a lot of like sunlight open I mean you have to be careful some of them are super cold in the winter you know how heat things are heated up but like anything open space and a lot of light yes it's the dream yes that is the dream uh I don't have that, but I do dream about it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, and I have like the largest window I have I've ever had right now, and it's just so cold in the winter. <laughs> it's hard. It's like a balance. Yeah. So, so you know. Oh, um, I get it. Yeah. Uh, craziest thing you've ever seen in New York? Craziest thing I've ever seen. Oh my gosh, I've seen so much crazy in New York. What's the craziest Go thing you've ever it. seen? Ah, oh, there's so many things. Um. I could go in so many different directions. Uh, when, like, you know, I was in one apartment, like a cockroach on the toilet seat, like it could be all sorts of interesting people and characters in Times Square. Um, yeah, it could be. I'm like, there's so much crazy in Times Square. There is. I'm like, there's so, so much. much crazy in it's Times Square. It's, it's, it's own city, Crazy's like sometimes. I've never seen. I mean, I've seen a lot of bad things. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and then you'll see like a proposal and like yeah. Central Park with like the classic, like in a plane above you, marry me. And then you see a guy get down. So that's, that's always beautiful. like, beautiful. you see like, I mean, New York is all crazy. Yeah. Crazy it good, is. crazy bad, crazy weird. Yeah. Have you ever been scammed or robbed? No. That is, I, I like really want to keep asking people this because no one so far has. Yeah. Feel free to tell me more. Yeah. I was like, actually like in yeah. college somebody did, but it was like another student broke in my room and it wasn't, it was like somebody's boyfriend or something. Uh, like, cause we leave our doors unlocked in college and so like my laptop. So I'm like, wait, situation. I do remember that. But that was not like. Did he give it back? Like, was I it? I like figure, I can't remember what, how it like played out or sold uh, it or something. It was pretty ghetto for sure. I was like, up. what? It, um, but no, never in like in a real sense. Yeah. No. no, I think that it's a lot. That, that was like, again, like, yeah. And again, we were like encouraged to leave our duras on like, it was in yeah. college. Like you don't do that, but that yeah. did happen now that yeah. you mention it. 
And what was it like to go to college here also with that kind of open campus of the city is your backyard? It was not awesome. I mean, for some yeah. level it was like, obviously, but you know, you're underage, you have your, like your fake ID and you're like paranoid if you're going to yeah. get into things and like the seasons are rough here. Um, I mean, the shopping, the networking, the internships, that part's amazing. I also went to FIT, so it was mostly girls, like, and I just didn't have like the biggest threshold. Like I needed more diversity in my friends and things, yeah. which I think is why I also as more time went on in New York, I started to love it because I got more of a range of people and met different types of people in my life. Not that I don't love my FIT people because I do, but you need, I just needed more of a range. Yes. Um, you know, and I think, you know, my sister went to Duke. I, all my friends were at these like super like college colleges with like a campus and like boys and, you know, you like <laughs> sports and things that yeah. like, you know, can go into games. So I think that like there was a little bit of like, I feel like, oh, I missed out. I really want to do that too. Yeah. So that part, cause you're like, again, you're like 17 to 21, 20, yeah. 21, like in yeah. your age range of college. So you're like, oh, I want that kind of community. And you're meeting like people who are older and you're like, oh, but I want to have, but I did love it. And it's brought me so much opportunity. So I wouldn't redo a thing. Awesome. Um, and then what do you wish was different about New York? <sighs> Trump. <laughs> That's a whole nother animal. <laughs> um, you know, I, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that I think social media, just things have changed in New York a lot too. It yeah. definitely has lost a little bit of like, the pre like you really have to be present in New York. There's so many cool things you know have your phone down, and I just like feel really lucky to live here at a time when we didn't have phones and when we had T three texting, we had phones, but we weren't taking photos of things. We were just like living and experiencing, and you could kind of do things and not worry about like people documenting you or like oh I saw that video of me last night or that photo. And, like, yeah. So I feel really like grateful to have had that time in New York. I'm kind of jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was really cool. And also yeah. when people ask me like, what mistakes did you make? I'm like, Oh, thank God. I did not have a phone back in my early <laughs> vlogging days. Like I sure I made a lot, but yeah, I don't remember them and neither does the world. <laughs> yes. Now so much, way too much is documented. That's so true. Oh my gosh. So do you see yourself ever leaving New York city or do you see yourself here? I mean, it's kind of like a double edged sword. It's like, I can't imagine any place. I can do what I do and so many things as I do in New York. I mean, if I hit it like really wealthy with something like maybe I do like the idea of getting a house upstate. I have thought about LA a bunch, but as my, like, and probably when I retire somewhere else, but like so much of my life is New York, the people, the events, the opportunities. And if you take that out, I'm like, Oh, I don't know what I would do. Yeah. <laughs> Who would I be? New York is like such a part of me. It is. No, it, I think it's, it, it is such a part of me too. And I feel like it's just built into our identity in different ways because we live here, because we do everything here. We work here. We have our friends here and everything. And like, I don't have a normal schedule. Like I love yeah. friends, you know, it's like they go to work, they come home or pick up their kids from school. They like go to dinner with friends. Like they have this like kind of, they work out at the same place. Like with me, it's like everything is different every day. So I'm not, I mean, maybe I'd be good at stability. I haven't really gotten there yet, but I like, I like the chaos. I like that tomorrow I can be with my dive bar friends and tonight I can be with my fancy friends and yes. that I don't have to pick who I have to be or one type of friend. And sometimes I like, I love to dress differently and I love to do different things. And so, yeah. Yeah. And there's so much opportunity in New York. It's just wild to me. Can I ask, are you, do you, would you like to have kids in New York? You know, I don't know if I want to have kids. I think that's always like a tough, I mean, I love kids. 
but I just think the world is coming to an end. Not to end it on a morbid note. <laughs> but the state of the environment, the way public schools, healthcare, um, global warming, just all these things I really am so affected by. And it's become so in the forefront of my mind that I'm like, what would I be bringing my kid into the world with? I do think I would adopt down the line. Um, I do think New York is a great place to have kids. I would say like I would 100%. Like you can be in a building with other moms, share resources, share things, share nannies, nannies. You can, you know, get your kids to so many cool activities and things. Like I don't think that New York is a bad place by any means. I mean, yeah. maybe you want to be in Queens or Brooklyn or other parts, but I think New York's awesome. I agree. And being a dog parent, what is that like in New York? I feel like everyone's even more friendly when you have a dog. Yeah, he is like, I always say I could like walk down the street naked or like in the worst clothes and nobody cares because Charlie's (laughs) so cute that like all eyes are on him. Such a cutie. And you adopted, you rescued him. Little pom-pom Charlie. (sighs) Um, He, I mean, New York is better. It's like, we, you know, I, he's, first of all, he's seven pounds. So I, seven pounds of sass. So I can like scoop him up, throw him in my bag. We can yeah. do a lot of things together, which is really nice. I think in New York, sometimes a lot of dogs are just like home or there's a dog walker. And with my flexible schedule too, like if I have an hour, I'll run home, I'll walk him. We'll have like a few moments together. I'll run yeah. back out. Um, yeah, you just get to do a lot of things together and you get to meet people. Like I am very social, but I'm also like an, I'm an extrovert, introvert. Like when I'm home, I'm like in my own bubble. And when I first rescued Charlie, I'm so used to being at events or hosting events and talking to people, but suddenly like random people on the street were like talking to me in the subway and I'm like, what? Oh, they're like talking about, I was like, oh, I have to like, I'm so tunnel vision when I'm getting from point A to point B. And now I have to like add in like 20 minutes into my day if Charlie comes because they want to talk to him. They want to look at him. They want to hear about his story and how I rescued him. And they want to tell me about their dog and they want to tell me about their life. And it's, they want to show me pictures of their dogs. Like it's all this stuff where you're like, when it's your friends, you're like, show pictures of your kid's dog's life. Yes. It's like random people. You're like, oh, we're we're bonding now. Okay. It's a thing. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. It is. Um, Any last words of encouragement to people who are looking to like make New York City their home? Yeah, just keep trying and just be open. You know, I always say New York can change. One person in New York can change your life, you know, and you have the opportunity to meet so many while you're here in so many different ways. So just keep open to that. And like, I also like to say evaluate Um, every year. I like to look at like my last year, whether it's on Instagram, the blog life and just like people I met, things I did. And like that also, I think, helps you recognize especially if you're like in a miserable moment you're like wow I actually did all these things I don't think we like celebrate ourselves enough I agree so when you actually have like accomplished or made a new friend like one of my best friends I've only been friends with for a few and she's gonna be my maid of honor like you know and she's changed my life I've changed her life like you know it's really you're never like too old to make new friends or try new things and I think that's like pretty awesome yeah oh Beautiful inspiration. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> Thank this you for having great. me. Awesome. And where does everyone follow you and find you? Yeah, at Pretty Connected. You can follow my accessories at Pretty Connected Shop. You can follow my dog at Pom Pom Charlie. He's actually the real influencer because <laughs> he's way cuter than me. <laughs> <laughs> You're cute. Stop it. <laughs> Thank you very yes. much for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. For more NYC resources like ebooks and videos, visit nyclocalguides.com. Stand clear of the closing doors, please.